This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wrapping things up on a cheery edition of Inside Black and Gold. Steve Geller alongside Jeff Nowak here talking about what lies ahead for this black and gold team the rest of the way. Right now, they sit three and six on the season, just two and four at home too, Jeff. That's abysmal and unheard of for this squad. I mean, I guess in recent years, it's not so out of the question. But looking at the remaining games, you know, you start thinking about what is a realistic record this team's going to end up with. And this week, we got a Sunday nooner in Pittsburgh, and this Steelers squad ain't what it used to be either. They've been struggling, but they are coming off a bye week. Got to love those nooners. Got a lot of them. <laughs> Got a lot of them and expect a lot more of them in the future. Yeah. So, like, the first thing you should cons- we, we want to look at is, like, okay, so the NFC South, let's reset that. Falcons at four and five. Bucks at four and five. Saints at three and six. Panthers at two and seven. So, you know, as bad as things feel right now, and, like, I don't want to be an optimist. I'm tired of it. I don't want to do yeah, it anymore. I agree I'm the same way. It's like I'm tired of talking about how bad the South is and that there's still a chance. Right. But from a mathematical perspective, <laughs> right, like, like, you, like until you are eliminated from the playoffs, you have to make decisions as if you can get there, right? And so from a mathematical perspective, they are very much alive in this division, especially considering they have the – tiebreaker over the Falcons and they have a game in hand against both the Bucks and the Falcons. Yeah. So, prime time against the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anyway. So <laughs> what record do you feasibly have to get to, to make the playoffs? Probably eight and nine. Like you could probably in this division, make the playoffs at eight and nine, assuming no one gets on a streak, which <laughs> no one has shown you any indications that they might. I think the Bucks, if anyone have the best chance to get on a streak, but I think eight and nine gives you a reasonable chance to win this division, which would mean that the Saints would have to finish five and three over their last eight games. Now, it shouldn't be impossible, but it feels that way right now. So if you look at their final eight games, so I'll just run through them and then we can talk about individual Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Bucks, then a bye week. Then you close with Falcons, Browns, Eagles, Panthers. So you have four games, a bye, and then four more games. There's two teams on there that I think the Saints are going to lose to by double digits. And that is the 49ers and the Eagles. Both road matchups, yeah. Yeah. If you eliminate those two games, the other six opponents have a combined record of 
18 and 33. I feel like we need the dumb and dumber gift or quote like, so you're saying there's a chance. So that is a 35% win percentage. The Saints at three and six have a 33% win percentage. So like, I get it. This is a bad team. The teams they are playing a lot are of bad equally teams. bad. Like, so right. that's what, you know, like there should be some wins in there. The question is, are there five? And I don't know if that's true. So if you lose to the, the 49ers and the Eagles, you have one more loss baked in and it can't be to the Bucks, Right. So we can just start with, okay, Steelers in week 10. Two and six, Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterback. What do you, I think the Saints win that game. I know. I guess I got to worry about them playing outside in the cold weather conditions. But I mean, heck, playing at home in, in a controlled environment in your in your own house ain't working. I I agree. They should be a team. They should beat. But I felt the same way also when they were in Arizona. So I really don't know at this point. And I, I guess coming off a of bye week, Pittsburgh kind of worries me. So are you are you calling that a win or a loss? Um, it's a reluctant win for me. I'll go with that as well. Okay, so yeah, we're we're. I think I think they're going to win that game. They'll put you at four and six, right? Next week you are hosting the Rams. Now that sounds a lot more intimidating than it is. You are hosting the reigning Super Bowl champions, but Not if there's one team. Though. <laughs> that has been more disappointing than the Saints. It has been the Rams. They have been abysmal. They can't block. They can't. They, they, they can't defend. You know, and they can't guard the sideline with less than a minute left in the game. Right. They are incapable of doing the Saints any favors. Right. Beating the Bucks, which I thought the entire game they were going to, and then all of a sudden they lost. Right. Um, I think it was like forty some odd seconds. Tom Brady is like, "Oh, I got this." Yeah, they beat him in the playoffs last year, although they did try to blow at like a 20-point lead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, so I'm not going to say the Saints win that game, but I think it's possible. It's not a game like the Rams game. I mean, the 49ers and the Eagles are like the games. Like You can already tell why I'm going to go with that. Yeah. I think they can win this game. I think this is close. I'm still going to chalk it up as a loss, though. Um, I'm curious, obviously, to see what the Rams end up doing before coming to New Orleans. That offensive line just looks offensive, and Stafford is just having a miserable season. Uh, I know Cooper Cup's a little banged up. They have no running game, and the defense definitely isn't what it used to be. I'm going to say the Saints pull out a win over the Rams, even though you know there's that lingering Nola no-call feeling whenever they – you know, they're, they're – they're around. Every every time I see the Rams, I can't help but think of that game. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. But I still think this team is incapable of winning two games in a row. So <laughs> uh, I don't think it starts there. At the 49ers, ugh. I mean, I don't think we need to talk about this one too much. It's like, hey, and they got Chris McCraffrey now. It's wild to me that team is 4-4. Four and four. I, yeah. you know, and obviously they're they're much better since Trey Lance went down. It's a bummer for him personally, and I think he's going to come back. And he's going to be the starter. But they're a better team without a rookie quarterback. Like they, their baseline is way higher with Jimmy Garoppolo than rookie Trey Lance. Could we be seeing the future like, Saints quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo? You know I said rookie Trey Lance twice. He's a second year player. He's not a rookie. <laughs> it, it's possible. It's very possible. But it's like you know, it's how many how many not exciting quarterbacks do you want to run through? Like, yeah, I know. Is Andy Dalton not enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I, I really don't think he'll be back next season, kind of thing. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves with that, 
and it'll be some young quarterback that Jameis ends up mentoring. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, I'm I'm chalking that up as a loss. Yeah, agreed. So you would have them at this point at I got them at five, five and, seven. and seven. It would be five and seven. I would have them at four and eight. Still no bye week. <laughs> yeah. Still no bye week. Nope. I think that the Saints own Raymond James Stadium. That is the next matchup, week 14. Man, and I hate Week 13 on Monday Night Football. I cannot stand their their pirate cannons that they fire off for everything. Yeah, well, they never fire when the Saints go. (laughs) (laughs) And it's something you can never get used to, too, even though you're bracing for it. The best part is, like, it last like you're like oh well, when it's drew Brees, it's like wow 38 to 3 yeah okay drew Brees, whatever Taysom Hill goes in there and it's nine to nothing and you know i think that the saints win that game i think that the bucks are in very bad shape and i think the saints go in there and win that game so for me that would put them at five and eight heading into the bye would you yeah i mean I, i'm gonna have it as a loss unfortunately just because i had them beating the rams and and uh the pittsburgh the rams and I think they lose at San Fran, at Tampa, and they limp into the bye week. So that would be, I said, five and eight then for me. We would both have them at five and eight. So by okay, our own right. estimation, they have one more loss that they can accept in order to make the playoffs and win the division at eight and nine. So you have that bye week, you come back against the Falcons. To me, that's a win. I think the Falcons are in tank mode at that point. I think they've lost two or three more games. They're moving on from Marcus Mariota. They put Desmond Ritter in. He's struggling. I think the Saints win this game. I like that. A win at home against Atlanta coming off the bye week. They should be rested a lot more healthier, playing your hated rival. You should be up for that game. Uh, Then after that, unfortunately, we got Christmas in Cleveland, and Deshaun Watson will be back, which will be interesting. Yes, Deshaun Watson will be back. I don't think that he will be at his kind of peak at that point. Sure, right. And how much will Cleveland be playing for? He hasn't played football in a year and a half. Yeah. Like – To think that he's just going to show up midway through the season on a new team and a new offense and be good, I think, is a big question mark. Now, can the Saints stop Nick Chubb? (laughs) I don't know. But I think, and this is kind of where I'm at, if this season is going to go well, you're going to get some momentum. You just won two division games in a row. You're feeling good. You know that it's do or die. I think the Saints go into Cleveland and win. Because keep in mind, the Browns are three and five, right? There's a chance they get to this game and they are done. Like their season's over. They might be incentivized to not even play Deshaun Watson. So I think the Saints get on a run here. They win three games in a row. I'm worried about this because it's going to be in a short week for and a travel week. It's a Saturday game, I'm just realizing. It's not even on Sunday because Christmas Eve is Sunday. So they're, I mean, Christmas Day is Sunday. So they're playing. Saturday, December 24th, noon in Cleveland, another probably cold wintry mix. I I don't I don't have a good feeling about it, so I have them they beat Atlanta but they end up an, a win-loss right there. They end up losing in Cleveland and not looking good. I have them then losing again in Philadelphia the next week on New Year's Day. So you you you're going to end up having them at 7 and 10. Yeah, cuz then they beat Carolina who's playing for absolutely nothing. Right. So five and eight. And that rule's not around to ruin us our, 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 our be, last so game. Be six and eight after the Falcons game. I would have them at seven and eight after week 16 because I think they beat the Browns. You would have okay. them at six and nine. and nine. Right, right. That's it. Six and nine, right. Six and nine. 
Just like exactly. last year, they're going to they're going to just miss the playoffs. We're going to be talking about woulda, shoulda, coulda games. Oh, they could, you know, they Carolina, uh, uh, all these other matchups during the it's season. It's going to be different, though. It's going to be different because you're not trying to sneak in as a wild card. You're trying to win your division, and you're if to sneak in as a division winner, right? And if they're able to do this, and you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm being this hopeless optimist here but if they're able to do this that means that they also have the tiebreaker over the falcons and the bucks and that's significant to me because i also have them losing in philadelphia philadelphia is too good maybe this is a game where the eagles get a little cocky and they're like wow i beat them twice in a row we own their first round pick they're dead in the water but the saints go in on a three-game win streak maybe they have some confidence maybe they show up Maybe they have a different quarterback at that point. I don't know. I still have it as a loss because it's. I'm not going to bet on a 3-6 and six team going on the road on national television. I assume it's national television on New Year's Day. And beating a team that is currently the last unbeaten team in the NFL. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they're still unbeaten at that point. Yeah, I'll just um, look for Philadelphia to want to continue to bury the Saints to help their draft status. And obviously, C.J. Gardner-Johnson exactly wants to talk so what much. What I was about to off. say. All of that. But I'm going to come back to there's 0% chance CJ allows that team to be flat in that game. Absolutely right. right. So, you know, I I think that's going to make it difficult. I don't think you're going to win that game. And you know what? Might be an ultimate troll job, too, if this ends up getting away from the Saints too much in Philadelphia. Fourth quarter, the Eagles put an Ian book to rub a little salt in their wound. Like a human victory cigar. Yeah, right. Okay, so yeah, I, I and then so yeah, so you have them losing there, I have them losing there, and then I have them winning week 18 against the Panthers. Now, for me... That would put them at eight and nine, or you would put them at seven and ten, which is funny because you began this optimistically. You have them winning back-to-back games against the Steelers and the Rams, and then somehow they end up getting to seven and ten for you. And for me, they get to eight and nine. I think things get worse before they get better. You think things get better and then fall off a cliff. Yeah, because I just think that that back-to-back road hole that they're going to have to do, San Fran, Tampa Bay. Before this bye week, too, they're just going to be so run down. I, d- I just think that the gas is going to be a little too empty for this team. I think they're going to get up for that Bucks matchup. I don't think they're going to lose to the Bucks. I really don't. Good thing is, is like that that offensive line for for Tampa Bay isn't protecting Tom either. And it's finally a game where you don't have to chase a guy around. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Like I think this defense is built to beat Tom Brady, even as bad as everything has gone. They held that offense to three points in three quarters, right? Like they. They can win that game. The bad thing, though, is right now, since getting his or announcing his divorce, Tom Brady's 2-0. and Yeah, but it does look terrible doing it. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. The end result. I still think there's optimism to get to 8-9. I and can see that happening, too. I think we're right there, obviously. We're just a win apart. Yeah, and so the question is then, can you get into the playoffs at 8-9? Now, I don't know. I think the Falcons are going to fall back. It's a question of whether the Bucks, you know, do, do the Bucks win – five of their final eight games. Well, look, I don't lucky, know. Lucky Munich this week. They get to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the Seattle Seahawks. Yay. Yeah. And I mean, like, so yeah, you might, yeah, seven and 10 winning the division is also not out of the question. Now, after after the Seahawks this week, the the Bucks go to Cleveland and I don't think they don't get to Sean Watson though, right? He's not going to be no. back yet. No, he'll be back a week after that. So they they I luck out. Of there. course, right. But they do still have Niners, Bengals, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons also, besides Saints. Yeah. 
and so, they're at 49ers, so that's nice. You really what you really need if you're the Saints, you really need the Seahawks to beat the Bucks. Go Gino. So let's see. Like, like, can you find there? Can you find five wins here? So Seahawks, I'm going to mark that as a loss. Browns, I'm going to mark that as a win. That's one. That's one and one. Saints loss, one and two. 49ers loss, oh. one and three. Bengals win, two and three. Cards <laughs> loss, two and four. And then Bucks, Panthers, but Falcons. So four and four. So that would put them at eight and nine. Yeah, I'm not sure, sir, about the arrows. I, I I just don't see. I still don't know how they the Saints lost to the Cardinals either. That game blows my mind, along with the Bengals lost. Like, there's so many we're going to be able to go back in this year and it's have in Arizona. About. That's 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 my logic for that. Is Tom has to go to Arizona and play a night game, and we all know that on Christmas Day, and we all know that Tom likes to go to bed early. But he's used to not being around his family, so he's going to be fine. True. He <laughs> wants an excuse to not hang out with his family on Christmas because he doesn't have – oh, that's me. Oh, right. Now we're just hitting below Giselle the Giselle gets the kids for Christmas. Definitely. You're never around, Tom. This is mean. I don't know. This is mean-spirited. We're talking it's, – it's Christmas, Steve. No, I know. And I'm, I'm thankfully, uh, I'm just happy that, you know, the Saints and getting to be on the team playing – they play Christmas Eve at noon. Thankfully, I'll be home Christmas Eve at night to be with my family kind of thing because that would be a little, a bit of a bummer to be alone in a hotel room with no family around in Cleveland, of all places, too. For sure. But all right. Yeah, so I, like, I, I, as always, end up being an optimistic person. I think eight and nine is a realistic thing for the season. And the, the biggest reason is this team's not going to go in the tank because they have no incentive to. Right. right. Whereas the Falcons, the Panthers, once you get to like four and six, four and seven, you know, what are you doing? Like, why are you like you would you benefit more from a pick than you do from maybe luckily getting in? So that's my logic there. And like the Browns, another example, like they know that they're not going to win this season, even if Deshaun comes back. But to, to me, I picked this team in the beginning of the year to finish 10 and seven. I, I'm, I got the flip of that. I think that's right. Seven and 10 just because of the uncons- you know inconsistent play the injuries and man i'm i'm still i do not like this such a late bye week i think this hurts this team so much but well, i think if you knew if you knew before the season how big of a struggle you were going to have earlier in the season you probably you probably wouldn't have uh, asked for yeah that late bye but as do said last night on the post game show one game one game season every week obviously we, we i mean I've, we get to look ahead uh, at this and have some fun but obviously the saints we know aren't doing this at all i think it's funny cam jordan's like uh, a lot of times he's not even sure who they're playing the following week he even messed up uh this this week in the locker room talking about oh you know we're heading into you know week nine of the season it's like no we're week 10 he's he was they, missing I, I think he said they had 10 games left yeah something like that right yeah and it was like no cam you have nine he's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah okay i think that's gonna wrap it up for us there on inside black and gold you heard it here first saints are gonna lose out you know what nothing would surprise me at this point in the season i'd just be like meh okay yeah nothing would surprise me all right thanks everyone for listening my name is jeff nowak follow me on twitter at jeff underscore nowak you follow steve geller over at steve geller wwl make sure to hit that subscribe button for your podcast and thanks as always for listening it's gonna get better
Black and gold versus black and yellow this week. Ooh. Yeah, make sure it's yellow. Don't tell anyone the Steelers have black and gold because that is a lie and they know it. There's a song and they they claim it. They should stick to it. Anyway, that's it. Peace, y'all.